the Star Wars Holiday Special. Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. R2-D2 as R2-D2. And James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Introducing Chewbacca's family. His wife, Mala. His father, Itchy. His son, Lumpy. Oh, it's an annual tradition here on Moving Radio as I invite correspondent Mark Davies over to the old CGSR Moving Radio house. We start up a nice fire. We roast some sweet, sweet chestnuts. We sip on hot toddies. And we talk about some of the most horrifically awful Christmas films to ever be put to celluloid. Mark Davies, welcome to the fire. Thank you. And as a fire, it is warm. And I feel warm inside because it's the, as you said, it's the third annual Christmas WTF movie watch for the two of us. And this year, you gave me a plethora of choices. I almost went with Santa with muscles. Ah. But I had... <laughs> Terry. I went with, Terry is a, one of our finest actors. <laughs> but I went with the Star Wars holiday special from 1978, which to me kind of represents... Heavy metal meets Dancing with the Stars meets Hilarious House of Frankenstein meets It's a Wonderful Life. So thank you for turning me on to the Star Wars holiday special. Whoa, whoa. I think you've done actually a really nice job at really kind of like what's the the most awful cross-section of things it could possibly be. <laughs> All right, so we were talking here, Mark, as you're chomping down on your chestnuts, about ever seeing this before. And of course, this predates even your birth from 1978. That's right, in good old America, the week before Thanksgiving, a prime slot for television. The people over at CBS thought it'd be a fantastic idea to have a holiday special. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but clearly everyone involved with Star Wars was too busy (laughs) to help on this project. So it was terrible. And you had never seen it until this time, right? That's correct. And you know what I I believe or that I kind of I'm thinking when I saw the special was, you know, like when you ask like a two or three year old what they want on their pizza and they're like, I want nerds, but along with cauliflower and like protein bars and put that all on the pizza. That's almost what it feels like with the producers of this production because they were like, let's have some animation, but then we're going to go to some solo musical acts. But then we'll have this ambiguous family celebrating the holidays in their treehouse. Life day, life day, but it's called life day. It was just honest, honestly one of those productions where it's just like I think they had way too many cooks in the kitchen and way too many ideas, and they certainly believed that more was better. But usually, when it comes to cinema, usually less is better. So it, it was certainly they tried to go through with many, many ideas in the production. Yeah, well, you are correct. There was several directors on this project, none of which was George Lucas. They basically just rubber stamped it. And they were like, we're too busy. Here's all the stuff that you need to make it. It kept turning into this really stereotypical 70s that's like a variety show, but with Star Wars. So yeah, you're right. I mean, that was the bizarre twist, is that it was about something really cool and not like the Osmonds or Sonny and Cher. Mark, highlights for you. If there is such a thing 
about this special because I think it's charming in its own way, but not in a way that makes it repeat amazing viewing. Like only if you're eating edibles or drinking heavily. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get to attend both of my son's Christmas concerts this year. What? Due to, That's true. Yeah. No parents there. Did this did this replace the joy in your heart from seeing your son sing? Well, I wouldn't say they replaced, but I tried to use the viewing experience as a metaphor for what it's like to go to my kids' Christmas concerts. Mm. And I kind of broke it down through segments of the holiday special. So the first segment is, and Christian, you're a drama teacher, so, so you know what it's like to have these productions in you know, a high school gym or an elementary school. Is You arrive at the gym, it's kind of hot, stuffy, and crowded, and you can't quite hear the audio, and you just kind of feel uncomfortable. And that's how I felt within the first 25 minutes of this viewing. And I'm going to be honest with you, Christian, the first 25 minutes is probably when it had my most attention. I didn't watch the whole production. But what? I didn't, as, I didn't watch it as closely as I did in the first 25 minutes. Oh. And I want our viewers to visualize you have a Wookiee family, Right. Do you know the three names of the Wookiee family, Christian? Uh, I believe Lumpy was the son's name. Correct. Right? I think Itchy was the grandpa. And it's oh, wow. something with an L. It's like Lala. Lala, there you go, is the wife. And so, they they live on the planet Kashyyyk. Yeah, wow, your, your, your knowledge is sick. That's what the kids are saying. Well, say. look, <laughs> I've, uh, I've spent some time dabbling in the Star Wars universe for decades. Which is impressive. <laughs> or sad, one of the two. So you spend these 20 minutes, and I kid you not, there's no dialogue. They're just kind of moaning at each other and walking Whoa, around the house. Wookanese, Wookanese. Right. And the Wookiee talk is sort of like, I would say it's sort of like overly aggressive, but also friendly at the same time. And that's what you get yeah. for 20 minutes. This Wookiee talk, no, no subtitles, nothing. No. And. It, it was actually, you know, having both my wife and my son, they stayed to watch the first half, all, half hour, and they just kept saying to me, what is this? What is this? Yeah. What is this? You know, I like to segue right back to the Christmas concert. You're kind of sitting in the gym, and you're like, what is this? What am I watching tonight? Because I yeah. don't quite understand what's happening with these little ones putting on this concert. At the Christmas concert, you're really, it's the equivalent of herding cats. But at least... <laughs> On a project like the Star Wars Christmas special, as we speak with Mark Davies. Do you want me to top off your hot toddy there, buddy? Yeah, I'll just, please. All yeah, right, please. I'll top you off there while we talk. Is that uh, this was professionals. This is a union job. This is a, a franchise that would soon become nine movies and billions of dollars every year and a staple for a Disney corporation. That's, I think, the most interesting and frightening part about all of it.
taken by the first 25 minutes of Wookiee Talk. So what could you possibly have thought when B. Arthur showed up or Jefferson Starship, Harvey Corman in several roles, right? I give B. Arthur, and let's let's kind of go down memory lane. She was the Attractive. sitcom. <laughs> well, that too. Yes. She was the sitcom star of a little show that was called Golden Girls. I've never seen her in any other productions other than Golden Girls. So when you what? And then came Maud, and then came Maud. <laughs> So when you were talking offline with me about us discussing this wonderful, unique experience of a film, you said, we got to talk about B. Arthur. And she gets the award for, you know, like during the Christmas concert or your high school drama presentation, there's always that one student that gets these solo acts and they're allowed to cook. You know, you're just giving them leash and you're saying, do what you need to do out on that stage. But they don't quite get there with the performance. That's what I'm saying is happening to B. Arthur. As she is a bartender in the cantina. Yeah, Moss Eisley. You're right. I have to, I have to refer to, uh, to the Moss <laughs> well, Once again, we've already established my, uh, my level of nerdity. <laughs> and so she's just going for it. She's just cooking and she gets a solo number to kind of tell everybody to get out of the bar. And... I'm not sure how she even really ties into the Star Wars universe or how it is even related to a holiday special, but she's given that leash, and she's certainly one of the more interesting parts of the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, Yeah, I think she would be a real asset to the Black Dog at Last Call, but that's just me. (laughs) Was there any part where you were kind of like, what was that actor from Star Wars thinking? Were you thinking that about Carrie Fisher when she sings her song, were you thinking that about Harrison Ford in the very beginning when he's in a really shoddy looking uh, Millennium Falcon, which much worse stars behind him? Were you thinking that about Mark Hamill and his really zhushed up like cheeks? He had some some in- intense makeup going on on that, <laughs> that shoot as well. I think you probably nailed it probably with the Mark Hamill. He, he looked younger than the previous film that was shot a year earlier and he looked how would you how would you describe it almost like there was a a a glowing presence around him and perfect white pearl teeth and i kind of thought to myself i get it you know you're you're there representing the legacy of the franchise but at the same time i kind of was like hmm something seems off that Luke Skywalker doesn't really seem like he's Luke Skywalker in this presentation. (laughs) Here's my question for you. Is this the worst thing you've seen about Christmas? Because, you know, I mean, that I not that I've exposed you to, because I've been really scraping the bottom of the barrel to expose your eyeballs to the worst that Christmas potentially has to offer, and for some, the best. But is this like one of those things, is this really a new low for you? Or are you like, no? I can only answer that question with a dichotomy of a yes and a no, because... You mentioned earlier Harvey Corman, who's a comedian who he basically he just comes on throwing fastball after fastball after fastball and you kind of feel like you're reaching a new low with the presentation. But then on the <laughs> other hand, there's about a twenty minute interlude of animation, which shout out to the Canadian animation studio in Elvana, mm-hmm. uh, who, who did the animation, and they actually did a really good job. So it's kind of like, did we reach new lows 
maybe when Harvey Corman's on, but then at the same time, it's like when I get to see my son in the Christmas concert, you know, I'm like, oh, Nirvana, you know, they were kind of like a staple of the 70s and 80s of, of watching cartoons on Saturday morning. So I can't quite answer that question, but I can say sometimes Christmas has mixed feelings and emotions for everybody. And I would say that's probably what happened when, you know, when you see the animation and then you transition to seeing Harvey Corman on screen. It was kind of monumental because that's the first appearance of Boba Fett, right? I mean, well-known uh, before Empire came out. That was the, the kind of precursor, the prequel, if you will, for Boba Fett. So you, your son watched this a, well, a little bit? I'm really curious to what like the reaction was other than, is this for real? Like with nothing but Wookiee talk at the beginning? I, I like how you use the word confusing because I think he felt confused, especially when Diane Carroll and yes. Jefferson Starship were doing their musical solo yeah. because he, he didn't understand how that was part of Star Wars, how these musical yeah. numbers... Which is like, how would you describe them? Wasn't there like the Christmas escapades or yeah? What was? And um, then because there were these Imperial guys and they open up this little tiny Jefferson Starship, it gets yeah. really bizarre. That's like these Imperial guards are watching it. Actually, it's probably almost ahead of its time. Yeah. Actually, when you put it that way. But maybe Diana Carroll would have been better off in Java's palace if we just saved her for like Return of the Jedi. It, it's interesting how to about Star Wars and Java rather than how it was a holiday special. You know, I, I keep trying yeah. to go back to the holiday special, but wow. it really just doesn't have any ties with Christmas. No. I suppose, I suppose at the end of the movie, you, you're supposed to feel kind of warm and fuzzy inside, and most Christmas specials, I guess, suppose do that to you. Yeah, look, I this is for people that revel in... Uh, kind of charmingly bad stuff. This is not something you watch without talking over top of it. I have many things that you must talk over top of it. Otherwise, I just, I don't see why you even, you don't like the person you're with. The other part that I talked about before is I'm like, yeah, I think you need something to fuel you up while you, and now I don't suggest that for anyone not of age, but if you are of age, then I say go for it. Because it can only help enhance the, the viewing. Yeah, it's like, why would you go to Cats straight? Right. Well, and every year you, you bestow upon this honor of making me watch these Christmas films that yeah. I'm not uh, familiar with. And I t- always take it very seriously. You know, I try to watch yeah. from beginning to end and really concentrate. Yeah. But this year, you know, with my son and my wife watching a little bit of it, we we had some, you know, commentary, <laughs> kind of like snakes, snakes on a plane. You know, you're yes. in the theater and you're supposed to be like talking to the person next yeah. to you about it. I can only imagine what they think of me at this point now. They're like, why? <laughs> why first off, why do you do this? And second off, why does this guy give this to you? Thinking it's entertainment. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, putting me on the Star Wars holiday special, and just for everybody out there, yes, uh, it is on YouTube. Which it, the quality is actually pretty convincing on YouTube. It, it doesn't feel like you're watching a terrible version of it by any means. Yeah, and if you get a good one, uh, it's got the commercials in there, and that's always cool. I love <laughs> like vintage commercials inside the program is great. Is this the lowest of the low we've gotten for Christmas movies so far? I, I don't know. I'd probably still give the award to Elves. From last year. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, oh yeah, I know. I remember elves. Oh yeah. I'll attempt to lower the bar even further for you, Mark, 
Uh, and hopefully you won't try and rope your family into experiencing the eyeball torture that I put you under each Christmas. You know, that's my gift to you, sir, is the haunting memory of elves, of Satan and Santa, of uh, a holiday special that never should have been born of Star Wars. Well, I would like to give one quick uh, little gift, and these are just shout-outs yes, to... Yes, you do it. Uh, and I won't take too long, but I first of all want to give a quick shout-out to all the volunteers and people at CGSR. Yeah. I would like to definitely show my appreciation to Chad, who graciously would always answer my emails and texts. And during <laughs> the pandemic, we were safely mm -hmm. able to do a couple of interviews uh, under proper protocol. So I just want to thank you, Chad, for always being there to, to help me out. I'd also like to thank you, Christian, for always having me on the legacy and the mythology and the franchise that is moving radio. So thank you for another wonderful <laughs> year. Have you been drinking already before the interview started, Mark? <laughs> a little bit of eggnog and rum. Yeah, that's, look, I encourage it. It's everything you've said is... 100% not true, but I will accept. <laughs> I'd like to thank my wife and my two beautiful sons and my whole family. And finally, I'd like to big shout out to my peeps who continue to listen to the show. I think I've grown my uh, tribe to about 10 people who regularly listen. So thank you for supporting the show and right. sending in money during uh, Fun Drive in the fall. And last but not least, uh, watch... Many, many movies over the holidays and think about them too. Happy holidays to everybody. And Christian, I'll let you have the final word. Thank you for having me on today. Look, my final word is thank you, Mark, for uh, subjecting yourself to the pain that I put myself through numerous times by watching the Star Wars Holiday Special. This holiday is yours. But we all share with you the hope that this day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. No matter how different we appear, we're all the same in our struggle against the powers of evil and darkness. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm our dedication and our courage, and more than anything else, our love for one another. This is the promise of the Tree of Life.